Welcome listeners to another episode of Listen, Learn and Love hosted by Richard Osler. My guest on today's podcast is returning guest. Welcome to the podcast, Lauren Hurrigan. Um, she's waving for us. <laughs> and there you hear. Um, by background, Lauren was on episode 540 that came out on July 4th. Um, she's a transgender woman. I'll refer to her in the rest of the podcast as a woman because um, that's who she is, who um, fully transitioned about five years ago um, before being connected with the church legally, socially, and medically, and then joined the church, baptized, um, and then shared her story. That story generated a lot of questions, um, a lot of support, but some questions. And I thought, and Lauren reached out to me, and I thought it'd be a good idea just to give Lauren a chance to answer those questions. Sometimes um, answering the same question over and over again can be taxing. And uh, being able to point people to a podcast for questions they're being asked is often a way just to help people understand in this kind of platform. So is that okay for an introduction, Lauren? Yeah, that's perfect. So I asked Lauren before we went live, because um, she's this podcast has generated a lot of listens, a lot of comments. She said that about 85 to 90% of the comments have been supportive, um, but we're both aware of comments from active Latter-day Saints that are not supportive and are uncomfortable with a transgender person joining the church. And I have been uncomfortable with those pod, those comments, Lauren, and um, you have been able to navigate those and have a lot of grace and empathy and kindness. But I have felt some pain in my own heart from my fellow Latter-day Saints. And I just invite you to, you know, show grace and kindness. And um, I love the body of Christ and that Paul teaches in Corinthians 12, where every part of the body of the Christ is needed and worthy. And I'm so grateful that Lauren has accepted her baptism invitation and has accepted her covenant to be baptized as a member of the church and support she's receiving. And I would hope that all of us as Latter-day Saints can rally around her and support her and love her. And you're certainly feeling a lot of that, but we can do better. So I hope this podcast, just like your first one, helps us do better. So, Lauren, I'll turn it over to you to talk about what you want to talk about. Um, so I guess for me, since ever since we had our first podcast together, like less than a month ago, it has been so interesting and just great. In, in ways to be able to, I guess, share my story. And I think important thing to remember, like, and especially as I, with my work as a therapist and as someone who has been to therapy and who has done tons of work on myself to at least get to this point, is remembering, trying our best to remember all experiences are valid. Like, I wish this, my experience was the same for everybody. I really wish that. Um, while I also remember, like, at the same time, my experience has been great. And I wish there was, I, I could tr do my best to help others. While also, this is why I like being out there and I like sharing and talking because it, it helps 
people that are within the church or out of the church or just to hear positive messages and be able to do our best to understand in some ways where everybody is at. Um, And just being able to, you know, like with all the other episodes that I hear from from this podcast, I just love hearing everybody's story and all the people that have reached out to me like personally on social media and I did my best to answer you. I am just, yeah, great, grateful for that. And I'm just doing my best to help as much as I can. And this is, yeah. It's great. What I think I'm hearing you say is you're getting a lot of support, but you're also recognizing this is just your story and you recognize that other transgender people are having different experiences with our church and some are leaving, some are joining and some are in and transitioning and all having different experiences. And, and I think that's okay. That's what the, that's the purpose of this podcast is to share individual stories. And I think you show a lot of grace. This is just your story, Lauren. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what this is a perfect platform to share your story. And when we hear individual stories, we do better. Um, more thoughts on your mind, questions you're getting you'd like to answer? Um, I guess, um, I guess I would like to speak more about um, what actions has my war taken to help me feel safe and accepted. So for me, it really all started all the way back in Logan, Utah. And again, if it if it was any other two sister missionaries that I met with, it maybe would have turned out so different. While also my testimony is God put those two sisters there for this situation for me, knowing the background of those two sisters and where they were at and like what their understanding of, of LGBTQ topics and all that was great. Like we didn't even, and it didn't even come up till our fourth time meeting together. It wasn't even a big, like it wasn't like an immediate thing that Everybody was like, okay, let's talk about this. And and then going from those two sisters to meeting this amazing lady in in the ward in Logan, who basically took took me in as like she treated me like a daughter and she talked with me through everything and how to get through my when my mental health struggles and et cetera, et cetera. And her husband is what is and was still really nice to me. And then when I had to make the decision to move back, move back to Arizona and that the lady who I, who was a mom figure to me and Logan called the Relief Society president down here in Tempe and had me talked with her and got, I got to get to know her a lot before I physically moved down here. And she was just super nice. And I told her my story about transitioning and where I was at and all the whole process and 
her thoughts on it. And we just, just shown so much love and listening and understanding. And even the first time I got a blessing from the bishop, what's one of the one here, it was super amazing. And all the brothers, you know, as much as they can, you know, giving me priesthood blessings or whatever, like <laughs> here, right? And everybody's just been super great. And just no one, I mean, yes, may, people may, sing, may say things behind my back. But while also I don't, I, this is like, this is my, my personal friend group it is small and I like it. And everybody is just so great. It just says Lauren, she, her pronouns. And some of, some people who have who are just want to want to learn more about trans stuff they're like hey can we go grab a soda or whatever and talk just so i can learn more about it and what my experience has been transitioning i mean again this is for me and even as i got home today after going to a sacrament meeting and um, Sunday school is like, I am so glad I have a place to go to every Sunday and people are excited to see me and say, Hey, Lauren, how was, how was your day? And just feel so much love. And even being able to go to the pool party we had on Thursday, everybody just so great. All the members of the Lee Society, we just hung out and talked <laughs> and yeah. There's a couple of themes there that I love. I just sense that this isn't just an isolated um, ward. This is um, two completely geographic different areas, Logan, Utah and Arizona that have loved you. Mm -hmm. And I think of Brene Brown's comment um, fitting in about it is about assessing a situation and becoming who you need to be in order to be accepted. Belonging on the other hand, doesn't require us to change who we are. It requires us to be who we are. And you're a woman and people see you as a woman and you feel belonging mm -hmm. with the release societies and the sisters mm -hmm. and they make you feel welcome there. It's a mm -hmm. great gift to give somebody to help them feel like they're welcome. They're belong. They belong there. Um, and so I love the ministering that's going around you to help you feel needed and wanted. And we're better off with you. It's not just um, a one-way street. It's we need your contributions and insights. Um, I also sense, and I think I'm learning more about this, you probably don't want to be called a transgender woman. You just want to be called a woman. Why? I mean, that's who I am. And I, you know... Everything about me, not just the whole medical portion of it, but within my soul, within my whole being is even people who are like my close, close friends, that's all they see. They don't, they're not like, oh my gosh, my trans friend. No, my friend, Lauren, who's a really fun girl. Why does that just... Heal. Why does that just talk about why that resonates with you so well and is very healing? The balm of Gilead and 
talk more about what that means to you when someone just says, this is my friend. She's my girl. Yeah, it just feels super affirming and super loving. I mean, yes, it's being proud to be trans is awesome. Like, I have a trans flag hanging up in my room. <laughs> like, I am, I have the proud part of it, but I also know that isn't my full definition. I am here and I'm able to. M- be in all spaces. I don't just have to go to one space and feel like that's all I belong to. I can go to all spaces and just be myself. I mean, that's helpful for me, listeners. I think Lauren, it sounds like, is fine having a conversation um, about being trans and what that means to somebody who wants to understand. But I think generally, Lauren would like to be accepted as a sister, a woman, a girl whatever circle she's in and not have this sort of additional label if I'm speaking correctly. And I think that's one of the things we can do as grace as members of the church is just see you as a daughter of God, because that's the way you see you. And I'm going to see you the way you see you. Um, I'm not going to define you based on anything, but how you're defining you. That just seems like the gospel of grace or the gospel of kindness, the gospel of love, the gospel of support, the gospel of compassion. And I'm learning a little bit, listeners, just listening to Lauren as I'm going along here. More things you'd like to address with our listeners? Um, um, I don't know if you have any questions that come to mind about reflecting on change of behavior or things like that. I mean... Some of the some of the people that listened to your first podcast didn't really listen to it. They just started um, commenting, and I've always encouraged people to listen. But if anybody didn't listen to the first podcast, this was not a one-off with some missionaries that went rogue in Arizona and just baptized you on the sly. Um, Lauren was pretty clear that um, she had a supportive mission president. Um, this is goes through the mission president. The new convert's baptism goes through the mission president who needed to get first presidency approval. Mm -hmm. Um, You were taught by sisters because you're a woman. Mm -hmm. You were on the church and you received first presidency approval for your baptism Mm -hmm. in a written communication to the mission president, the way that works. And you were, um, came on the records as the church as female, Mm -hmm. um, going to release society. The, the restrictions are you, um, cannot attend the temple and you're at peace with that. So mm-hmm. um, if someone's wondering this was a rogue event by some whatever vocabulary we're going to use that's going to end badly, um, this is the first presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints with keys to authorize your baptism. And that is significant. And I am going to do everything I can to support our first presidency and their decision to have you baptized. And the symbolism that that represents that we should make you feel welcome. You are a potter of the body of Christ. You've taken on this baptism covenant. We need you. And we should help you feel welcome. And some of the comments that I've deleted off of social media from Faithful Latter-day Saints have been heartbreaking. Um... And so I'm sorry for those comments that you may have read. And I just invite us as Latter-day Saints to, for everybody that joins the church and even people that don't join the church to show love and compassion and kindness 
and reduce divisiveness. Any thoughts on any of that, Lauren? Yeah, I mean, even, you know, and I've, and I've noticed some of the questions were, what does your membership, I mean, as you just said, like, I even have it right here. Like, <laughs> it says female on the membership tools app. I mean, and that's, and I think for me as when, like, after knowing that they needed to write a letter and I had to wait months and during those months and even today I did I do so much scripture reading I do so much praying I do so much as much as I you know going to sacrament meetings I do my best to lean into heavenly father and remember that there is, even though when I get to those places where no one cares about me, I am not loved because that's where a lot of my trauma comes from. Remembering that he loves me and he is doing his best he can to help me as much as he can. He is pushing me. He, however, all that bad stuff in my past is changing to good stuff and yeah i i wish that could be the same for everybody deeply in my heart i wish it could be the same it's it's <laughs> the things that we have to you know try to do the ah! <laughs> about right and just pray and remember that there is it's as corny i even said this on my facebook post the other day as corny as it sounds and i even stay with some of my clients it does get better and and may not in the way you want it to get better but it does get better in any which way um i'll read you a tweet that i put this on twitter and um one of the platforms i use and here's a response from somebody i'm not sure you're on twitter to have seen this <laughs> this is so beautiful my daughter met her on her mission. She shared with us her story. And even though I've never met Lauren, I feel like she's my honorary daughter. I minister mm. to a lot of daughters. We love you, Lauren. Hermana Jasmine Hellier's mom. Oh my gosh. Okay. And, and do you know who that <laughs> I missionary is? I actually talked to her yesterday. Well, not. I've talked to Jasmine yesterday. Is Jasmine still in your area? No, she's she moved back to her. She went back to her state. But so, um, so here's a mom of one of your missionaries commenting about you mm -hmm. and her daughter. I just love what she said. I feel like I kind of have an honorary daughter. I love those words about mm -hmm. how she feels about you, this woman that's never met you, that her daughter had the chance to teach you mm -hmm. and how she feels about you. And to me, that was just a beautiful comment. Mm -hmm. um, I read a difficult comment. I said, well, this, and I know this might be triggering and I, maybe it's good for you to hear. I don't want to trigger you, but maybe it's just good for you, for listeners to hear the kind of things coming your way and how you'd answer that. Um, so somebody said, well, this is all fine and dandy, but you're going to get resurrected as a man. Mm -hmm. um, talk about that comment. And I'm sorry to ask you that. No, 
Yeah, I think for me, I mean, and of course, you know, we can't think about, you know, we can't feel each other's feelings or what each other is thinking or doing just because, you know, we're not as fun or not fun it would be. Like, I wish we were in a Marvel movie, but we're not. (laughs) While I will say, for me, my feeling and has always been this way. And those who have, who are my true friends know they don't see me any other way as that other gender. They all see me as female and my inner being, my embodiment, even before I transitioned has always been female. And being able to do all the things that I've done in the past five years, as difficult as they were and as hard as it were, it was to transition and worry about my running, worry about relationships with family, worrying about, you know, being the, being so scared to walk into target, like things that, People, unfortunately, take for granted being able to walk in the grocery store and feel like and, and, and just be yourself. And like there was this talk today that someone gave in church about wearing masks. And I'm like, I'm, I don't need where I don't wear a mask. I just be myself. I love that. So it sounds like your hope and feeling and is since you're a woman that you'll be a woman in the next life Mm -hmm. and listeners i just the resurrection to me is a perfection of the very best self you are and it's born out of hope to be a better version of what you are now and so i'm completely comfortable that lauren will be a woman in the next life and i'm also completely comfortable i let lauren make that um feeling about her best self it's not my job to decide you know, what to decide this for Lauren, it's her and it's a resurrection of her very best personal self. And I think we only um, draw lines in the sands when we talk about how the resurrection is going to impact somebody else. Um, Also recognize that some of my transgender friends, since our doctrine includes that we live before earth life, believe that their spirit is eternal. Um, and some of my trans friends, and maybe Lauren wants to comment on this, believe their spirit is female, and now they're in a female body. Um, and this long-term gender dysphoria is resolved, and I, I'm open to that. Um, I recognize with intersex children, um, they have a, a spirit in that intersex body that's male or female, and a decision is going to be made at birth or later. Um, through how that child's going to identify physically. And that may, in a way, create a transgender individual if that spirit doesn't match the decisions of medical professionals and parents. And so I, that kind of, when someone pointed that out to me, it, it opened my eyes that, it, you know, there's just things I don't understand. And I'm at peace that some people's experience are different than my experience. And Part of grace and understanding is to let them have their individual experience. And if they feel their spirit 
is different than their biological body at birth, um, I'm going to be okay with that. Um, and I'm just going to walk with them, support them. Any thoughts on that, Lauren? Yeah. I mean, I, with the definition of gender dysphoria, I mean, you basically said it. I mean, it's like, again, like I wish we like just in a, as everybody in general is just remembering that as much as we can, that we can't feel each other's feelings or know what each other are thinking. And, you know, as my best as we can, remembering all experiences are valid. You've mentioned, do you have more questions you want to answer? Or do you want me to ask you another question? Uh, I, yeah, you can just ask me more questions, I guess. <laughs> you mentioned, um, just the support you've received from the sister. Well, one question I saw on social media is, oh, she probably wants the priesthood. Tell our listeners why you don't want the priesthood. That's a leading question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that has, like, and this is, I for me, again, I'm going to emphasize for me personally, this is why I have... I really love this church a lot to um, obviously to the point of getting baptized is because there is a lot of binary within it. And I, since I am a woman and I don't want any, <laughs> I guess best as best as I can say this, any, leader like high leadership opportunity like i guess that um is i just want to fit in the woman label and do that because that's for for me is where i feel most comfortable and and those who know me personally or who have talked to me via social media they know I am super feminine. I love Taylor Swift. I love K-pop. Like, <laughs> I, I would paint my house, my future house pink. Like, I am super feminine. Yes, I do <laughs> love sports and stuff. But those, that is, that is, again, gender is a spectrum. That's really interesting for me to listen to, listeners. I'm learning maybe with you that um, you like the fact, I mean, since you're a woman, you like the um, the fact that men hold the priesthood and women don't, and you don't want to hold the priesthood because you're a woman. Yeah. And if and someone offered you the priesthood with some exception case scenario, it sounds like you would turn it down because you'd say, I would be no thanks. <laughs> it's no thanks. I'm with my women and... Um, <laughs> So I think that helps listeners understand who you are and how we should treat you. Talk about, you've mentioned the sisters treat you pretty well, and you've got a lot of community there. Tell our listeners, if they're male listeners listening that want to, what, and you, you've kind of referenced at times that the men in the ward have been helpful, the bishop, the elders quorum president. Mm -hmm. Talk what men do to affirm you. Um, so, um, especially like kind of going all the way back to when I first moved here and all my stuff was arriving 
and the ward all jumped in. Bunch of guys came over, helped me move in all my stuff into my apartment, and even being invited to events with them, even going to the um, the Easter play with some guys, even spending time and talking and just getting to know them or when they come over to give me a blessing, like we'll talk for a while and get to know each other. And again, everybody has been so nice. And even the bishop and his wife are been super helpful. And they even like in the, um, a couple months ago when I was having a really, really tough time and I needed a blessing and the bishop just gave this most beautiful, and I talked about in this last one, the last podcast, but it's just was such a beautiful moment where he was in the whole entire blessing, super affirming and super understanding and just wanting to give me that extra boost of the of heavenly father's help so that i could get through what i was going through and even now like or like when i'm when i'm having those moments of depression and you know mental health stuff remembering that like i said before god loves me i'm good <laughs> and even getting help with paying for therapy, like the Bishop pay helps so much. I love that. One of the themes is just people are kind and nice mm -hmm. and supportive. And those are part of our baptism covenants as Latter-day Saints. And um, sometimes we say we're loving people, but then um, this is kind of where the rubber meets the road. Um, how are we going to treat Lauren? as an investigator and a new member. And, um, and, and so to me, we're doing what Christ did in his ministry, what your ward circle is doing. Mm -hmm. And it is a chance for all of us that are listening to think, what can we do better to support people in our circle of influence? I was just reading through um, the Facebook comments and I like this comment. Um, um, from the original podcast that I posted on Facebook, as a former member of the church, this warmed my heart. I grew up in an era that really ostracized those of us who were in the LGBTQIA plus community. I was hurt a lot. As a fellow Lauren, I am so happy for you. I love seeing progress. Thank you for sharing your story. Now that comment, listeners, really touched me because I don't know... Um, this Lauren is her first name on my Facebook. Um, I don't know her story, but the grace she extended as somebody that left her church to you, somebody who'd found their way into the church and had a better experience than she had in an earlier era as an LGBTQ member that may have felt pain and anger was an incredibly graceful Facebook post that really touched me because I thought that's a little bit about Zion is that we're kind to people not only within our faith, and um, and create um, space for our unique differences, but we're even kind to people that are leaving our faith or have left our faith that are, or from those that have left our faith that are kind to those like you that are joining our faith. 
And we're doing just what you invite us to do at the beginning of this podcast, Lauren, is we're supporting everybody in their individual stories. And um, there's a lot of grace in some of these Facebook comments that give me hope. Uh, but you role modeled that, Lauren, in your story and your good heart and the people around you. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I mean, I will say this. I mean, again, as I've really come to this idea of like those sisters that I met with in the very beginning were truly, honestly, the key to this amazing door. And especially getting to know them more um, after like they've been done with their missions and being able to meet with them and you know just hanging out normally, I guess just as people. <laughs> um, and even being invited to one of their weddings and just without them and Heavenly Father's love, this uh, this would have not happened. And I'm just, you know, and I know it's corny, but I do feel blessed. And I wish, again, I, as, you know, not as, as in my job and as a human, I wish it could be the same for everybody. Truly, I do. While I also remember that you have to do what's best for you. This is what was best for me. And that's okay. And you have to do what's best for you and be safe about it. It, it, it is your story. It is not mine. We're all our, you are truly the writer of your own book. I have whatever God, universe, whatever, who has helped me through my really, really tough, traumatic events in the past to now to being on podcast here with you to being a athlete that has documentary about me. Like that was something I never in a million years was like, Oh my gosh, I want to do all that. It was just brought forth to me. And I knew I needed to, you know, it doesn't just help. It's not, I, it's not for me. It's to do my best to help other people. Cause I know with the athletic stuff, with religion, it's good to see, and hear people's experiences and hear, yeah, just hear experiences. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I've been reading listeners about Brigham Young and he called um, our church reference to Old Ship Zion. And I've thought about the visual imagery of Old Ship Zion. And to me, um, that represents the church, obviously, but it's a big ship that has room for a lot of people and it's not meant to be all the same it's meant to people that enter the ship because they're willing to keep their baptism covenant but there's room on that ship for all of heavenly father's children and they may be a little different and some may want to stand up on the ship and 
Some may want to sit down and some may be straight and cisgender and some may not. And some may be um, different races, different political views. Some may be legal and some may be undocumented workers. Um, but they're all um, the same children of the same heavenly parents. And um, I hope we can all see them that way. We all voted for the same plan in the pre-earth life. We're all here um, under that um, set of circumstances. We have the same heavenly parents. So I think your story helps us see each other as the same. You're my spirit sister um, from the pre-earth life, Lauren. And we're here on Old Ship Zion supporting each other and hopefully more will join, not because it makes me feel better in itself for more people to join, but it's so people can have the experience Lauren's having to feel loved and needed and connect with our healing, restored doctrine that brings hope and perspective, understanding about why we're here, the hope of the Savior and his ability to heal hearts and bring hope. That's why I want more people to get on Old Ship Sign because it blesses their lives. Um, so anyway, Lauren, you're just awesome. And you're a good friend. And I'm grateful for all the people that love you. And I'm grateful for you doing another podcast. And mm-hmm. grateful for all the people you reference that might be listening that we haven't named by name. You know mm-hmm. who you are. And um, you are doing good work to help one of Heavenly Father's daughters feel welcome and loved. So anything else you'd like to say just at closing, Lauren? Um, just, I mean, love is love. Every, everybody, we all, just be safe. That is all to everybody. Just be safe. All right. This is Laura Harrigan and Richard Osler signing off from another episode of Listen, Learn, and Love.